welcome to this very special edition of the Fat Town Investment Podcast. We're going to be talking about gold today. So the very first thing I'm going to do is hand over the mic to the to the spirit of Shirley Bassey that's joining us here today. And she's going to bash out a little number for us. So Shirley, spirit of Shirley, can you come along? Goldfinger, he's the man, the man with the Midas touch, a spider's touch, such a cold finger, beckons you to enter his web of sin, but don't go in. Thank you, Shirley. Round of applause. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, you might have guessed from that introduction that we're talking about gold today, and we've got a very special guest, Fat Tail Investments Researcher and Goldfinger, Brian Chu. Now, he is a man who runs a gold fund for his family, and he also runs the Gold Stock Pro Service uh, for us here at Fat Tail Media, and he covers developers, producers, and explorers across the entire gold space. Now, he only joined us this year, and he's been like a breath of fresh air. He's come in, and he's extremely knowledgeable about all the gold stocks. Um, He tracks uh, all their metrics about how many ounces they've got, what it costs them to get out of the ground, um, you know, how much cash they've got on, how many uh, years of life each project has. And he even has his own unique methodology for, for ranking the gold stocks on, on all those factors that he, he bundles together and, and makes sense of. So gold is uh, in a really, and gold stocks, I should say, is in a really interesting place at the moment. To give you a bit of background, out of March 2020, gold prices went up. Uh, Aussie gold stocks had a, a ripping run. And around about August, I remember there was a, uh, a front page on the Financial Times and it just showed the, the big run up in gold and, and uh, we had a lot of people coming on board at that time interested in gold. And I've been around a while, so at that stage I thought, oh, look, you know, probably that's a bit of a warning sign when it's on the front page of the newspaper and everybody's trying to get in at the same time. And I could see in the market that, you know, any sort of little gold stock would come out with an announcement and it would fly up. Um, which doesn't always uh, always happen. So I said to my subscribers at the time, look, you know, this is probably going to peak out pretty soon. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, so gold stocks trended down for about six months after that. Uh, quite big falls, actually, considering uh, how much money they were still making. Um, but that's the way of markets. That's what they do. And gold stocks are volatile. And around earlier this year, I thought, oh, it's starting to get interesting because, as I say, they're still making lots of money. And then gold, is they rallied up, but it didn't keep going. And then they fell back down and then they sort of rallied again. And then they finally, what appears to be bottomed out around late September, early October. So from my perspective, they're super interesting. And I got Brian on board because he's looking at all this going, well, Gold in Aussie dollars is still $2,500 an ounce. That's very good margins for the producers. And they have lots of cash on the books. So if you're ever going to have a swing at gold stocks, now's the time to do it. Now, gold has been conspicuous in the last 12 months because it's one of the few commodities that hasn't moved. Uh, We've had copper roar up and, I mean, they gyrate all over the place anyway, but copper, iron ore early in the year uh, went way higher. And gold's just been trundling along, stuck in this sort of range between 17 and 1850 really in US dollars. 
So it always begs the question, where is gold going to go? Now, gold does best when negative interest rates, uh, when interest rates are negative rather. And at the moment, that's still the case. So there's a very good case to say uh, that gold should go higher in both US and Aussie dollars. So um, we got Brian on to talk about what he's seeing in the market, what's been happening and where it might go. So uh, Shirley, hit it again. Gold finger. Here's the man himself. Brian, thank you for coming on. Can you, it's been a funny year for gold stocks in Australia. They've been down, they've been up, they've been down. Now they look to have based out at the end of uh, probably September, I'd say. Can you give us your perspective on what you see? Because from my uh, observation is they just look so cheap relative to the money they're making. Yep. Hi, Cal. And uh, hello to those who are uh, joining us. I'm I'm quite glad to actually see where gold has been moving in the past week. Um, In fact, you could say that um, at the end of September, uh, gold had its sell-off um, on the back of, which I thought was very strange, um, the Evergrande um, debt um, crisis, which I believe is still playing out, even though um, the mainstream news and finance media is kind of focusing away from it. Yeah, um, moved on, yeah. They, 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 they moved on, except you can almost feel that there's a ghost. It's, it's Banco's ghost. It's, it's always coming back every now and then <laughs> on the news saying, well, something's happening, but, you know, we've, we've got it under control. Um, and in terms of its effect on gold, um, like I actually thought, and, I, and I, my subscribers would know, I was actually calling people to be cautious on gold at the bottom, which I think is um, so. You so some of you guys will now know that um, I'm probably a good indicator of if I'm cautious about gold is probably near the bottom. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the best timer in that sense. But um, over the month of October, um, I saw that the gold index actually went up by about twelve to fifteen percent. And some of the bigger um, gold producers uh, went up about 25 to as much as 40%. In the case of uh, West African resources, they again, once, once more, bolted out uh, of the stables and went, as much, uh, went, went up by as much as 50%. It was a big rally. Back, yeah, oh, it, was, it was pretty impressive. Before paying back down, because um, they're raising capital to buy up a big deposit. I think if I remember right, it's something like 6 million ounce gold resource. So we're also seeing a couple of things happen in the, um, in the mid-tier space as well. Uh, we also um, are seeing, so gold road resources and Romalia's resources have um, vied for Apollo Consolidated. And uh, this morning, Gold Road actually said, or was it yesterday? Gold Road actually said, "Look, uh, we're we're not going to up the bid. Um, we're we're going to fold." Um, and we also have uh, Kirkland Lake merging with Agnico uh, Eagle to form the third largest gold miner, and it's actually one of probably one of the best because it will have all its mine properties in Tier One jurisdictions, as in in safe developed countries with. Um, stable legal um relatively stable 
mm. um, legal environment. Just, just let me jump in there for a second. Yeah. I just want to go back to the initial point where you mentioned mm. <clears throat> that timing-wise, gold can be very difficult because it's very volatile and then the, the stocks yeah. jump all over the place and it, there's a sort of macro overlay that you can't control where the, if the market's nervous or bullish or, or what have you. But yeah. you're a long-term guy, right? So you, you're prepared to give these one to three years, perhaps even longer. Do yeah. you, and I know you look at the valuations quite closely. Surely gold stocks in Australia must be as cheap as they've almost ever been relative to their cash flows right now. Is that fair to say, or do you think? To a certain extent, you could say that um, with the mid-tier miners, I am actually seeing the valuation multiples. Um, haven't seen it that low since maybe 2017, 2018, when gold actually uh, was taking a break and um, they had a 18 month or so um, just meandering between the ranges. Um, so I remember during that time, I was just thinking all these companies that I want to buy, but not enough cash to actually throw into it. And this is the same type of feeling I am seeing with uh, the mid-tiers. Now for the large producers um, with Northern Star, for example, I'm, I was looking at it and I'm going, the costs are going up. And in fact, the entire gold mining industry, the only, um, I would say the only dark cloud, I'd say, uh, is that costs are going up. And that might be the reason why some of these mining companies are trading at um, cheap multiples. But it may not be so cheap if the costs continue to rise, should the price of oil continue to rise and yeah, well, oil doesn't catch up. Interesting you say that because diesel obviously uh, puts pressure on across the mining industry. Then we have the labor problems in Western hmm. Australia. So maybe that's, you're absolutely right. The market is discounting these costs going up. Um, yeah. But when I look at it, um, you know, that's probably part of the big drawdown we've seen since last year in gold stocks. Um, hmm. I guess the way I would phrase it, if you were ever going to enter into gold, now would be a very uh, good time to consider it. Um, but we're also always hostage to the US gold price here. So here in Australia, they're making good money. The market, I guess, knows it. But it's giving them big cash flows. Uh, we get the uh, Romelius you mentioned, uh, some of those mid-tier ones. They have lots of cash on the books to go and buy up the little projects. Hmm. Um, do you have a view on what the US dollar gold price is going to do? So when I looked at this, um, the Federal Reserve was, um, they announced last uh, Wednesday um, about how they were going to start tapering the uh, monetary supply over there. And oddly enough, and also uh, you could say not very oddly, if you actually um, are familiar with um, Nick uh, Hubble's um, article about gold and also what happens in with uh, central banks when they tighten, gold seems to go down when there is talk of tapering, but it seems like once they actually do it and once they start raising interest rates, gold will also follow upwards because of a safe haven, um, because gold as a safe haven status actually um, comes back into play. This happens when you have a prolonged period of um, un uncontrolled currency creation and therefore investors are very much um, taking risk well beyond what would be sensible and once they raise interest rates uh, it doesn't take too long before the markets are going to start correcting 
And therefore, with the price of gold, I think that's why it's actually headed upwards, because there is a view that um, there are investors, the smart money is probably now identifying gold as um, having bottom, that they're moving their uh, funds into gold and gold mining companies as part of the whole uh, tightening cycle. So they're getting ahead of the game. And I think, um, and I, I'm, I'm advising my uh, subscribers to do exactly the same thing. Uh, if they have not already um, started doing that over the last month. Well, I think interesting you talk about sort of macro turbulence because I think in 2020, a lot of investors, they sensed that the market was going to rise back up after the COVID crash, but they kind of hedged their bets a little bit by holding gold stocks as a part of their portfolio and go, well, look, if this doesn't work out, my gold stocks will, will, will pay off and, and uh, ease some of the hurt. And I think as the recovery became more solid and in, in, in the market, it's like, no, it's genuine. It's going to come back. We can see beyond it. Those invested started to go, well, I don't really need the gold stocks anymore. Um, and they were at, they did reach fairly rich valuations there for a while. Um, and they'd had a big run up. So I think you're right. Yeah, definitely that could come back into play again, where as we move forward into, okay, we've got the recovery now that's priced in what happens next. Um, if things do get a little bit, wobbly in the US, that that buying pressure will come back and the valuations are there to support that thesis to go, yeah, it's not such a crazy idea just to, to hedge things a little bit with gold. Yeah, what I did actually look at was um, trying to look for historical parallels as to what happens when, we're, when we start the gold rally, like the, the beginning of the cycle where gold rallies and at What's that? What happens near the end of it? And um, I was looking closely at what happened from March last year to around August to September last year when uh, gold mining stocks um, topped out. And what I did notice was a lot of the mining companies started raising capital in around mid June to early August. And that is a sign which I'll be looking for once more as to when, and um, I'm saying I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself very quick, very early here, is um, the gold, gold mining companies rally, I would consider to be well, well in the tooth when you have a large number of companies raising capital. And the reason why I say that is the companies that are on my recommendation list, especially for Gold Stock Pro, some of these companies are actually... Um, moving towards the mine building phase, or at least they're trying to get financing. So this would be the rally, should gold actually rally this time around. Um, I think a lot of these companies are waiting to press the trigger in order to um, raise maybe 10 to $20 million of capital to move their plans forward. So this is a type of thing which um, I think if you're if if you know your history well as a gold mining investor and also in mining company in mining companies in general, you should remember that all these companies may be a year to five years away from production, and they don't want to actually have um, too much cash right now because they don't want to dilute their capital too much, but at the same time, they don't want to be starved of cash because they could be caught out at the worst part of the cycle where they end up having to raise uh, 
when they're when they need a bottom. And I've seen a number of companies do that. Uh, it's very heartbreaking. I don't want that to happen with the companies on my recommendation list. So um, that's a type of thing which I've been keeping a very sharp lookout for. Um, just going back in history while I can, the, the good thing about this 12 months is the market has been stagnant. So it allows me to sit down and look at history and kind of like track where, where we are in the cycle. Yeah. So that's sort of the macro background we've given there, but obviously with individual gold stocks, they have their own catalysts that you can sort of hunt too. So obviously with the, as I say, with the cash flows very good, the gold price very strong. There's obviously a lot of drilling still going on where they're, they're looking to either, uh, you know, extend their operations or you get the pure play explorers. Um, I mean, do you follow the, those sort of drilling schedules quite closely as well? Well, the drilling schedules, I actually am aware, um, having inherited the portfolio from my predecessor, Shay Russell, she's, she's got her um, ears very close to the ground. And it seems that the labs, which the laboratories that are testing the drill samples, have, are, are still quite um, backlogged. Um, I remember one of my companies that I recommended back in late May, they were supposed to release their mine plan in around June. Uh, but the thing is, the drilling, the drill sample analyses have taken ages and the company is now saying, well, we're going to try to release our mine plan, um, the preliminary mine plan in November. And I'm, I'm now almost of the view of I'll believe it when I see it. A number of these companies are actually uh, releasing results of their um, drilling probably from months ago. Um, so there are. So there's still things that are behind. Um, in fact, uh, as I as I, as we're recording today, um, Chalice Mining. Uh, did you did you know that, Did you read the news on that? Uh, I did. Yes. That, that was actually long. That was actually longer. Like um, it it was something that we have been waiting quite a long time for. Um, and the only unfortunate thing is um, to my subscribers, uh, I'm. I'm sorry that I got you guys out at a good price, and I said that we'll try we'll try to come in, and um, we missed it this time. It doesn't mean that we have missed it completely, because <clears> my <throat> feeling is now with such a big deposit, uh, they're going to need quite a bit of cash, and eighty-seven million dollars of cash in the bank right now means that they'll they'll be they'll be up they'll be back in the market soon. So. Um, we haven't seen the last of Chalice Mining, so... Um, but that's not even gold, Danny. They hit... Um, but this wasn't it's gold. platinum, platinum. Uh, palladium, nickel, um, copper. Copper. Uh, uh, yeah, nickel was the, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so I that's thought, a, yeah, I know Chalice well, obviously, but um, yeah, you, yeah, you're absolutely right. You can't always get it right, so it's all good. Yeah. Precious um, metals, we, we look, we, we're, we're, we're happy to add back in companies with uh, precious metals besides gold and silver. Um, okay. Especially because of uh, the whole talk of clean energy and um, you need palladium, you need platinum. Yeah, I've been, I've read that for a long time, actually. They're, they're very, you don't hear them as about them as much, but they are very interesting hmm. uh, opportunities to follow. Uh, yeah. In terms of Goldstock Pro, you generally focus on existing producers, right? Less so than like pure explorers and the, the developers. So with Goldstop Pro, it's more for um, companies that have a mine deposit. Um, they may be in the feasibility stage, so they're drilling and they're refining the how, um, working at how big their ore body is. They're 
um, formulating their mine plans. Um, um, in terms of explorers, I think there's two. It's very, it's a very, very, very speculative over, the, over there. It's kind of like tossing, not not even tossing a coin. It's actually playing, playing on the roulette table. Um, there will be times when I, I will actually recommend the pure play explorer. Um, but I, I think um, there is a greater chance of success. And I know Rick Rule and Jordan Roy Byrne agrees with me on this one. Um, they like to go for companies with an existing deposit. And um, even though there is slightly risking involved, but uh, you, you have more certainty because yes, there is yes. an anchor to the value of these companies. And my, my view is in the next rally, if you look at if March 2020 to uh, September 2020 is any indicator of um, what's, to what's to come in the future, some of these companies that are close to bringing their mind plan, I think the management is well aware that they need to manage their news flow very well, get the investors excited, get the price up, raise the capital, uh, raise 20 to $50 million to move to the next stage. And then once they get to the uh, mind building stage, then they're riding the upside of the Lasson curve and, um, that's exactly what they'll, they'll need to do um, if they're going to increase their chances of bringing their deposit to production and keeping their shareholders happy. Yeah, uh, it's interesting what you say about pure explorers and what have you. I like to do the same thing. I always prefer a company to have multiple options. Um, but there was one exception once, and it was Chalice hmm. Mining when it was called Chalice Gold Mining. Um, yeah. But that was because at that stage, it was just so cheap. It was just, it had like, I still remember it. I, it was 12 cents when I came across it and it had 10 cents in cash. Uh, yeah. And uh, so every now and again, you get a special situation like that, but they don't, or A, they don't come along that often and B, you don't know that they're going to go and discover the best nickel thing in uh, 20 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also you you tend to remember those success stories and forget about the, um, the ones that six didn't or work, seven. Absolutely. That that sounded great on paper, but um, turned out that they ran out. Of the, they ran out of cash, or they diluted massively. Yeah, that's um, happened but to yeah, me that well. was a very good call for you to. But um, the, the reason I this is the reason why I sort of I am very interested in gold right now is that the the risk to me obviously gold stocks are always risky, and well, any stock mm. is risky, but because they've come down so much from where they were previously, a lot of that risk has been taken out of them. Now you've always got gold price risk and production risk hmm. and all those type of things. But there's definitely, I think it's fair to say value there relative to what could be uh, a strong five years for gold prices. Why could that be? Well, um, you know, we've got, as you said earlier, uh, money creation going crazy around the world, probably hmm. a bear market for bonds coming. And probably demand for for hard assets, and not to mention, you know, countries around the world trying to diversify, diversify rather, hmm. away from the US dollar. And one way they do that is by holding gold. Yeah. Uh, so I see a lot of positives, but again, it depends on your time frame, and that's why I think if hmm. you're watching this and you're biased towards the longer time, the work that you do, finding those best projects, and um, even I remember I hit you up a month or two hmm. ago, and you, and I had come across that. I can't remember the name, the one in the Philippines. And you're like, well, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe that one, but I got these other ones I like more. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what you can you can do. So, um, 
roughly, you mentioned that you are happy to look a little bit outside the gold uh, sector, but for the, probably to the end of the year, are you, are you with the service purely focusing on gold for the next month or two? Yeah, definitely. Um, the reason is that uh, you can see some of these companies like, look, the last Friday, uh, since last Thursday when we we came off uh, where the market's trading off of um, the Federal Reserve's news, um, the larger gold stocks have just uh, started to rumble. And uh, the, smaller, the smaller speculative companies, um, they're a bit all, all over the place. There are some which are jumping 7 or 8%, but there are some which are just um, still lingering. And my, my suspicion is that um, this time around, it's the larger companies that are going to lead the charge. So therefore, it gives me plenty of room uh, to alert my subscribers to to get uh, to get get ready to um, buy a, a lot more of the speculative um, mining companies because if it the, the first twenty percent of the rally and it's not I'm not talking about the twenty uh, percent rise in the price of gold I'm talking about the the rally itself the first the first wave is where the easiest profits are made. And you actually, by the time you see it happen, you've missed it. You have to actually be camping out all this time uh, while it appears that you're watching the grass grow. And uh, we had, <laughs> we watched like a, a lot of grass grow during the last <laughs> six, seven months. <laughs> you say you're watching the grass grow in the gold sector, but that's part of how you build up your your expertise because you're constantly following the same companies. You learn how the, the stocks react to news and which ones are going to lead the pack, which ones are a little bit slower. Uh, and I can just tell by observation, the gold market in 2020 was a lot different to the one today. In 2020, it was much more speculative. Like a lot of those little stocks would come out with any news and they would roar up. Um, that doesn't happen today. And that, so that's another reason why at least as at my observation, I feel it's a better entry now because you don't have that same speculative short-term money hunting uh, the sort of quick-fire returns. So whether long-term we'll be right about the gold sector, we don't know. But certainly an entry point now, to me, makes more sense than it did in August 2020 when it was very popular and everybody was trying to ride the momentum and the fear around COVID was a lot higher. But that was actually more risky back then than it is now to me. So it's very interesting. I'm very interested in the gold sector, and I'd encourage anyone watching to to consider it and to take a look at the work you're doing because, as we know, commodities go in cycles, and it doesn't ever feel that good, but you've got to be interested when they're weak than when they're strong because when they're strong is when, you know, that's when you, you start to look to take your profits um, and all that sort of thing. So. For me, two very interesting ones. If you had to pick the hottest ones right now, they'd be lithium and uranium. Hmm. The ones that are interesting to me are iron ore and gold because they're the ones that have sold down. So we'll see what happens from here. So thank you for coming on. And, uh, well, I won't be hosting the next Insider video, but Woody will uh, have one for you next Friday. And if you're interested in Brian's work, we'll put the links in at the bottom of the video. And uh, we'll catch you soon. Thanks very much, Cal, and uh, all the best to you guys. I hope that some of you will sign up because there's no better time to sign up when you think that it's the craziest thing because 
the action is happening everywhere else but here. <laughs> but that's when the action will start. Yes. <laughs>